everyone else was doing. Like it just, for that brief moment, there was like this kind of sunshine on that show of this, this person who was completely off the hook, you know, he played a different frequency to everyone. I thought that was fun. I, I like the office. I like clips of the office. I don't know if I could watch a whole episode. You know what I'm I saying? I like gifts of the office. Anything that actually speaks or has video or is 22 minutes, I can't watch. But if it's a reaction shot that I could put in a response, I'm all for it. Way to go. Good job, sitcom. So James Spader was all movies at this point in his career. But later in his career, he turned, except for uh, the Avengers film, he Boston turned to all Boston TV. Legal. Boston Legal is what brought him back. Yeah. Yeah. And then Boston the Blacklist kind of cemented it. Not that he ever left, but Boston Legal was like the hit he was involved in, where he was sure. really a big part of their success. There's now, Robert Downey. What we've missed is... Why is it so dull? Were they watching a movie or something? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a film noir movie. What we've missed is that uh, Robert Downey Jr. And for freedom. <laughs> now, Robert Downey Jr. found out that he's going to get his ass kicked. So he gave him a switchblade so he can protect himself. Now, look. Watch his jacket. There's no rip on his jacket now. Watch. See? Right. His jacket doesn't there? have a slash. Who gave him a switchblade? Robert Downey Jr. did. Oh, okay, he got it from a woman okay, named Feather. Now, Feather is Vidal Sassoon's daughter, and we'll see her later. Holy shit, they, they're riding his bike! Holy they're shit. doing donuts on the in the intersection with this bike. They're gonna leave bike track marks. Oh, I can't believe they took his bicycle. Now, Robert, oh, there's, Downey a, there's Jr. a slash Jr. on his jacket. There's a slash well, on his jacket. I don't know. Consistent. There wasn't a minute ago. There's I think it was just the light. The light made it look like there wasn't, but I think there was. Oh, okay. It seems pretty incidental that they would switch in. A, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like shoot in the out same of, exact out of order that way. Yeah, in the same. Where's, scene. where's the security guard? Yeah, where's we, the security guard? We won't see him for the rest of the film. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Sounds no. like the '80s, baby. <laughs> Sounds like oh. the '80s. Look at all the skid marks from doing donuts with his bicycle. Uh-oh. That's like that's like a real like crazy muscle car for a kid to be having in high school. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen kids with cars, let alone muscle cars in high school. I mean, I guess now, some kids had cars. There was a rich kid that had a muscle car, but it wasn't like that's like a, a custom, you know, some kind of old Special muscle car. Some kid in right. high school had an IROC or something. Now pay attention to that brown car because it's going to become plot points at certain points in this film. All right. Oh, that brown car back there? Dude, my dad's not rich anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can only afford one bike. Oh, that's got to hurt. He spray painted his sunglasses. That shit goes right into your eyes. Yeah, look at that. The red list. Am I right? Is this yeah. Paint? Yeah. 
Oh, that burns, man. You ever get spray paint on your hands? Blech. Now, in this yeah. scene, James James Spader isn't going to do a cool thing. He's basically going to get humiliated. And that's a plot point for the entire... They're calling him Bebop? Bebop. Oh, no, don't, man. I got to take that and ride that home. Some some idiot girl, and it was like, make him pay. <laughs> this car. Uh oh, here's the car. They her. Say, make him pay now. Man, look at Robert Downey. Yeah, he's got like a he's got like a, a friggin' terrible haircut. Well, I don't think anyone notices his terrible haircut in this film. Like when she shows up, people are like, hey, Daddy, your hair looks good. Now, look at Kim Richards when they give knowing looks to each other, him and Frankie. You know, he looks at her like, are you really part of this cruelty? And she feels the guilt. You can see it in her face. This is uh -oh. either well directed or well acted because of things like this. Now, this director, Mike. We saw yeah. him in Children of the Corn. Because why didn't he just move the bike out of the way? Because the script, right. I mean, you gotta absolutely or throw it. it at him. Uh oh. Why didn't he just move it out of the way? Yeah. Always no, I, it was a split decision. Children of the Corn. That was a good movie. That was around yeah. this time too. This you know, director of the did. Corn. That, that was a scary movie now, until like until they started, you know, like until three quarters of the way through the movie. Then like, it got kind of weird. Like, yeah, it was scary. We watched it on the show. It's we on YouTube. Did. We did. We saw this director before in Children of the Corn, which oh, you we saw the first Children of the Corn. Wow. Which we really dug. He also did Swamp Thing TV series in 1990. And of course, he did this. He kind of went away he isn't known for much but i just right. wanted to bring up children of the corn because he did a really good job and we had a really good episode with that one that is great yeah. you saw the first children of the corn you did you did an episode on that yeah that was, yeah. That was a good one that was a scary one who it was, was uh it was from terminator mike who was it from terminator the one mom of the kids, right the oh mom. no the mom linda fortino Linda Hamilton. Hamill, Hamill. Oh, Hamilton. Lisa okay. Hamill. Lisa Hamill, right? Is it Linda or Lisa? Linda Hamilton. Now, here comes oh, mom. When she sees the bike, she's going to be like, you're a, you're a bad kid. <laughs> and that's our plot. So the mom blames him. But he is a bad kid. He's, he is he's a bad kid, but, but if she, he's a good kid in the, in the end, and his dad no, sees that. Who's going to pay for this? Huh? Did you at least find out if they have any insurance? Insurance? This isn't Connecticut. Hey, you're right. The, the guy from Trex, Peter, uh, is Why William Pugh, and he's not I gotta, in the I forget to ask people if they have insurance all the time, dude. We had a little accident. Why would you? <laughs> Can you fix it? As soon as I learn oh, look at the dad. He is definitely an unemployed dad from the 80s. He's got the pajamas on at 2 in the afternoon. He works the night shift with his taxi, and he sleeps during the day. 
That's our, oh, all right. That explains yeah. the P, 2 p.m. pajamas. Now, his name is Matt Clark, and I know him from the outlaw Josie Wales. Whoa, he just hit him with a good line. <laughs> Jim Carroll. Jim Carroll. Not the Jim Carroll band, but that's right. Jim Carroll up there. That's Jim Carroll oh, from Basketball Diaries? Yes. From Basketball Diaries? Well, not from it. He wrote it. Yeah, that was the, the guy associated with the movie. Yes. Huh? Oh, let's hear some uh, Jim Carroll, not his band. Isn't the Basketball Diaries about Jim Carroll? About, yes. Now, this guy, he's doing a song called It's Too Late. It's a real Jim Carroll song. And, of course, People Who Died is in this soundtrack, too. Now, look, he's got no bike, so he's got to walk to uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s gig, okay? But he sees a car with the keys inside! Oh, boy. This is not a good way to start a new town. Dude. Gotta take it. I don't know. Is it even stealing if the keys are in it? Right? They're inviting you. Doors open. The keys are in it. Yeah, it's the drummer's yeah. car because his t-shirt's is in the back Is that Jim Carroll right there? It is. And look how his guitar is upside down and left-handed or something. So I was trying to find out on the internet if he's a, like a left-handed player. I think he was just fucking around and he had the guitar upside down. Huh. Well, he also has four other guitarists on stage, I, so they could cover that's for That's interesting. I also tried to find out if Robert Downey Jr. was really, truly playing the drums, and I couldn't find that info either. That's Robert Downey on the drums? The shirtless yes. guy? Yes. Now, the one on the left is Vidal Sassoon's daughter, and she would yeah, have a tragic story. She'd end up dying of drugs. The one oh. in the middle is the one that I think was on Little House on the Prairie. You're right about oh. that. She was. Um, she was. I think all she was on. Yeah, I think she was on other stuff too. She was. I didn't in, realize that was down. She was in uh, Little House on the Prairie, Charlie's Angels, Soap, Repo Man, Patty Hearst, Floundering. She died at 33 years old. Wow. Wow. That must. It was Little House on the Prairie then. That's it. That, that, that's what I know. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It was uh, it was um, uh, Madame Sassoon who died at 33. She had a heart attack from a drug overdose. Wow. Uh, Ronnie was the one on the left, all, all alive. alive. Whoa, Jim Carroll. Did James Carroll have an English accent? That's my, uh, Jim Carroll, this is uh, not my band. They're still alive. Now look how good uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, is. He tries to be cool and he mocks over. So look at that. <laughs> what a good sport, right? Right. I'm confused. Is that Jim Carroll from the Basketball Diaries? The, okay. He wrote, he's a, yes, okay, but he didn't star in that movie. But yes, he wrote the book about. Yeah, that's him. It's about it's him. Why the character is him. Accent? Yeah, it sounds Leo like is playing. Leo is playing oh, him. Playing I an English guy. Okay. Oh, what kind of wipe was that? Wasn't that horrible? Try not acting. 
He can't play guitar right and he can't act. Are they supposed to be in high school? <laughs> oh, finally they got the bongo player on. This is a high yeah. school band? Look. Not bad, right? James Spader sees Kim. Now, Carl, Carl and I, when we watch movies, especially from the 50s, we look at the nightclub or the 30s or the 80s, and we go, is this a real nightclub or is this set up for the movie? This is like, a warehouse, this... and it's totally set up for the movie. They wouldn't have, you know, 100 people at a warehouse checking out a local band, but that's what's happening here. Now, for, for a warehouse party, there's a lot of space, man. People are giving a lot of respect, and they're not cramming in there, and, you know, no mosh pit. Mm -hmm. Now, these kids have it together, man. This is Whoever produced this is a fucking genius. Now, guys, look in the crowd. There's a lot of dorks in the crowd. Seriously, check out the extras. There's a lot of nerds in the crowd. Oh, I know. They, are. they were, like, like, probably shooting Grease 2 next door, and they came in. Like they were doing the electric slide or some shit for a second. Yeah. <laughs> this is like more 50s uh, now, we're really missing shit. it guys we're really missing it james spader is forcing kim to dance and she's like no get off me leave me alone and then she starts to like fall for him oh, and dance shit. with him uh, yeah. that how did you get that breaking <laughs> he's got more makeup on than she does cover up the the red paint now, you know, and, Nick, okay. Nick finds out that James is dancing with this girl, but Nick doesn't get involved. He sends his minions to go get him. Oh, yeah, man. His henchmen have to do his personal shit, relationship right. stuff. Kawada. Like, you're a henchman to the Joker. The Joker's like, hey, my girlfriend's talking to that guy. Why don't you go break it up? Right. Kind of lame. Oh, they did it. They blocked him. So they're like dancing against him. This is like one of those eighties dance musics, like uh, like breaking or something. Dance movies. I don't remember now, people doing stuff like this at punk rock shows. <laughs> <laughs> now look, the the crowd has parted to highlight the stars of our movie like going a, through. More like a new wave type of. Like fame. This is like watching a season of fame in the 80s. That girl was on fame. Oh, really? Was, say, yeah, was she the Nick of uh, Frankie? Her name is Olivia Barish. She's Ronnie oh. in this film. Um, and she was definitely on fame, Gypsy, Repo Man, The Incredible Hulk, Child of Glass. She was a big deal for a short time in the 80s. Minion. Now he's uh, dancing with the minion. Right. Uh, Bob. That minion. I gotta uh -oh. tell you, the minions are so nameless and faceless, I didn't look them up. They all have, like, white guy names. They're like Steve and Dave and Bob. Like, it's it, just kind of bland names, I'll say that. Well, I have their names in a literal sense. Um... Uh, we've got Mickey, Eddie, uh, Alan, Troy. Damn, oh, you're right. Fuck, I feel like dancing now. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, there goes my ride. Now, Nick told Kim, go home, like he's in charge of her. And she listened. So James comes out to go, wait. And now the oh, minions no. are going to come out and beat his ass. Now, well, he he told this the other chick to take her home, right? He told the other chick, get her out of here. Yes. Now That was back when the turf was easy. Now it's tough turf. <laughs> now it's tough. See the new Avengers? Yeah. He would go it's... on to play Ultron in the Avengers with Robert Downey Jr. being Iron Man. Who would? James Spader was Ultron in oh, uh, Avengers. You know, it, wasn't, was it? it wasn't it Ultron's was fault. What? I don't remember James Spader's in the Avenger in the Avenger movies. Voice only. Voice oh, only. Oh, 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 gotcha. Okay. He was in the first Iron Man movie. He was the voice of the electronic butler. And that electronic butler. No, am I wrong? Is yes, that was Jarvis. He he Who, takes yeah. over Jarvis and he doesn't really kill Jarvis, but we think he does. But he has Jarvis's voice. No. 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 All right. It was Paul Bethany who's Jarvis and became the I'm vision. Confused about a lot of right. right. Uh, fucking yuppie. Uh, not yuppies, preppies. Okay, now, as you recall, James Spader stole a car. So they take his keys and they think they're stealing James Spader's car. But really... It's a stolen car, so they will get arrested. <laughs> well, that worked out. Definitely nut punch. Nuts punch! Hey, buddy, why are you lying on the ground all, all curved up? Oh, got punched in the nuts, huh? Oh, is this such a Los Angeles thing to do, Carl? Driving around Hollywood Boulevard like that? In a stolen car? A stolen car. So, like I was saying before, they <laughs> I don't own a car, man. They probably thought they called the cops on him. Um, Officer, go around me. Go around. That is, like a, that is like a brand new Porsche, too. For back then, that was like very new-ish Porsche. Hey, they got to be... Uh... Uh, it's product placement. Uh-oh, the very next day. Now, are you okay so they, with Mike? Uh, Mike, are you okay with Anthony having the sound up the entire time? Usually you get very sensitive. You haven't said a word. What's that? What? Word. what Don't worry about it, Anthony. Huh? No, it's fine. Everything's good. You want me to put you, the sound you, down on my phone? No, you keep it on. It's fine. Oh, uh, really, Mike? It's fine. Oh, yes, it's fine. Oh, you yes. should do that for me. I'll no, turn it down. Me. I'm just trying to hear it. Now, someone you guys can put, hear my phone? Someone has put a dead rat in his locker, and I'm not clear on who, because those three minions got locked up, and they're in jail right now, you know? Right. So I'm not clear on it. What does this symbolize? That he he ratted on them, yes. called the cops. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I think so. That he's a rat. Okay, this is brother, and brother is the greatest kid. He's 
graduating college. He's going to be a lawyer. He's number four in his class. He's the contrast of James Spader for our plot. Look at mom loving him over there. He is definitely dressed. Isn't like mom a, like a bipolar crazy lunatic? Though? <laughs> in a way. I wouldn't say I bipolar, really, but yeah, she's crazy. I wouldn't say bipolar. Whoa, he's up on mom, okay? Is that better with the volume? Mike oh, don't is worry very, about it. He's, he's busting no, my chops listen, because... No, Mike is very sensitive about the no. volume on the things because he thinks that copyright or something i don't know what you think mike but uh when he didn't comment on you having the volume up i was very surprised at you mike we go I to down, i put it down is that better now or no everything's Carl, good everything's good we'll talk about it in well, therapy if you're asking me i'm always cool with the volume being up so we know what's going on it's mike who's the keeper of the key no it's fine go ahead Okay. I, I insist. Right. Again, we'll we'll talk about it more in therapy. But other than that, please put it up. Now, you see the friction between the two of them. And right. I think that the writer missed an opportunity with this. Because at the end of the film, they have a chance for the brother to help. And he doesn't. He really should have. Okay, now you remember the brown car, right? You remember the brown car? Yes, sure. He okay. hit the guy's butt. That's why he has to ride the bus. And the sweater and the, the collared shirt poking out. Right, right. Whoa! Oh, brown car. Brown car! Oh, I remember this. He thinks it's the bad guy, but it's somebody else. Right. Oh, it's, it's the bad guy. It's going to be uh, Junior. Oh, all right. It's the junior drummer guy. Junior knows his way right? around. It is the drummer guy. But I mean, it's, you know, it's, our, it's Robert Downey Jr. It's our man. He Didn't he play saxophone in, in Back to School? Uh, oh, Robert, I, don't, I know oh, he was in it. I don't know if he played saxophone. He played that, that kid's wacky roommate. Right. It might have been a party where he was jamming. I'm trying to remember. Wow, look at this. Whoa. Oh, the worst! You can get the barbed wire. Spader, you know, Spader. He didn't know whether or not to do the scene. He was really on the fence the entire time. <laughs> oh no! Is this the end of James Spader? Look at that look. That was that was probably the worst acting I've ever seen James Spader it's, do right there. He's scared. Look. Give us the dog growl. Surprise. <laughs> What are you doing? Now that you get the next car, man. This bro called my bro. When we come to get he wasn't home, so it was Graham. Your sister's still right. So now we're we're off though. Right? So he would Robert Downey Jr. would show up on SNL as a cast member, like shortly thereafter. So somebody probably watched Tough Turf and go, that's the comedy we want. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah like 7-eleven those are the days so he thought that the brown car you know it's nick's car so he thought it was nick's somebody else might think it's nick who knows interesting oh this is when they go to the country club yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this is actually my favorite part of the movie 
And um, the song they go sing, he sings. I sing this song still to this day. I swear to God. Really? Oh, we yeah. walk the we'll night. Crank, we'll crank it up. Yeah, I walk the night, fighting the darkness that's in our heart. Now, we as you might imagine, he's lip syncing that. Guess who's really singing it? I now, always wondered. Guys... I knew he didn't. Who who sings it? Okay, you guys remember the Honeymooners with Ralph Cramden, but also with Art Carney. Well, one okay. time Art Carney got crazy. He had unprotected sex and he made a little boy. And this little boy would sing this song. His name is, uh, his name is Paul Carney. Paul Carney. Hey, now, it came from Honeymoon is Sperm. That's right. <laughs> The song is the Honeymoon is Sperm song. Now, and look, that boy was actor Edward Norton. Now that's, that's Katia Sasson. Look, you're uh, finished. Oh, that's the, that's Katia Sasson, the one that was in uh, Little House on the Prairie. No, no. no, Katia, no. Just, that's her right there on the right. Yeah, the on the right. The one who got the burger shut down her dress. Her, on her cleavage was... Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. all were. Kim, Kim could, was too. Uh, so was the father of James Spader. They were all oh, uh, on it. Now, you check out gas prices in movies. The burger in this film yeah. was $1.69. Yeah. We're going to see gas at $1 and change. You'll see. It's crazy. Look, bacon, breakfast bacon, $1.59. Right. Not four fifty nine. dollars $1.59. I, I think, like, the directors, the casting directors probably, like, we're all similar on these projects, you know? Yeah. Because uh, there's definitely, like, a lot of links. Maybe they were on, on a break, on hiatus between seasons. And they're like, let's crank out a modern-day contemporary tale for the kids. <laughs> One that doesn't involve little houses and prairies. Now, Ronnie has got the hot... Yes, Michael Landon. <laughs> oh, what a fucking killjoy. You try to jerk off, he walks in the room, kills the mood. Stop being so wholesome, douchebag. <laughs> he was only Michael wholesome Landon. on air. I know, I know. I heard he was a real prick. He was a showbiz family guy like Ron Howard and his father and stuff yeah. like that. He came from, from Jerry. Yeah, but unlike Ron Howard, he had, he had some talent. <laughs> Come on, oh, that's not oh. fair. Come on. Ron, I mean, Ron Howard. I meant in front of the camera. Sorry, I meant in front of the camera. Well, look, Ron Howard's father, show business. Put both kids in show business. One kid was fucking Opie, then he was fucking American Graffiti and Happy Days and, you know, then he directed like 30 fucking blockbusters. Ron Howard's good. Ron Howard's good. The other kid I, I was a big Happy Days fan. I was a huge, yeah. huge Happy Days fan. I fucking loved Happy Days. They have the Happy Days channel now on uh, on Pluto. Oh, we I'll have to check it out on Pluto because yeah. do they have the first season with Chuck Cunningham? You you have you can't select what ones to watch. Oh, they, they just have air. They show Fair old enough. ones. That's, yeah. Well, that's how we used to watch them. Mostly, it would be like live, uh, new one once a week, but syndicated uh, weekdays. Yeah. So you would have watched yeah, like seven episodes day. a week. Yeah, absolutely, all all the time. Happy days. Uh, yeah, the old ones were when Fonzie didn't even have a jacket. He had that like gray gray jacket. Right, it wasn't. They weren't. Like, like, he, they didn't want him. The network says he can't wear a leather jacket. No. So the first season no. he didn't. And and if you notice, it was never black. It's always brown. Fonzie's yeah. jacket is brown. Yeah, yeah, not not the link. People have argued with me about that. 
They people have like, no, I'm like round. Yeah, yeah. I no. mean, it looks it's definitely customized. Okay, so they're going into what Beverly Hills? Oh no, this is called El Canyon Country Club. <laughs> Yes, they're going to a country club, not as members. But the thing is, um, James Spader has his expertise about how to be rich. So he tells he knows, them yeah. how, how to behave. He knows the basic general thing. It's just like when you're in a country club, like, you know, um, how you get in, how you, um, uh, I know the member, the members, like, you know, how you um, finagle the, the, the same kind of language, like sponsors and members and, Whatever. So you have to say the right things. You have to say uh, when you meet the owner of the club. Good morning, Mr. President. I voted for you, Mr. President. Great club, Mr. President. <laughs> Get it? You're at Margo Lago. Oh, I saw right that film on your suggestion, Mike. The uh, which the one in which uh, Humphrey Bogart. There's a there's a tornado and no uh, Key Largo. Uh, yeah, is that what you were referring to, or am I, I mistaken? No, but what'd you think of Key Largo? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, and uh, <laughs> this is definitely. I, I think, think that they. I right. think they missed some opportunities in the. I think the ending could have been better, but nonetheless, I, for a pulp, for a pulp genre mashup, it was pretty cool because it had all these different things happening. Okay. This is like what the fuck? fucking song. This guy should be crucified for fucking. Is that Twisted Shout working yeah. out? Yeah, and also in Back to the School, and Back to School. Um, uh, That's another movie I loved when I was a kid. I love Back to School. I love that movie. That's a great fucking movie. It's a flawless movie. I mean, it's, it's it, yeah. so funny. It's so funny. No, I know you're not from New Jersey. I learned that the hard way, Anthony. But what you think of uh, uh, Easy Money, which is one of the most New Jersey <coughs> movies I've seen? Easy Money was great. Yeah, uh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, of course. Of course. Fuck. They get so high, they pull up in a diner that's just <laughs> turning their open 23-hour sign off. You remember that? Yeah, dude, <laughs> I haven't seen Easy Money probably in 30 years. I have to watch that movie. Yeah, I oh, yeah. I was that was one of the movies I had taped with the label on it. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Anthony, I know we're in the middle of the scene. Tell me your secrets of videotaping movies. Did you do the eight-hour video cassette trick when recording? On yeah, where well, you would change it, change the, the quality of it. You would like you could record better quality only two, but I would always do the eight hours. Eight hours, absolutely. It was like STD, D, something, D, D, like you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a setting on on the. No, did you have like collections like you would record Tough Turf and then wait till another movie of that type would come on and then use that? Not really. I just had movies I like to watch. Oh, right I'm, I'm a serial movie watcher. If I like a movie, I'll watch it a million times. I, I not as much, but when I was younger, yes, I've seen yeah. Back to the Future probably a hundred times. Love. Right on. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, what about Ferris Bueller? How many hundreds of times? I've seen that a bunch of times. Yeah, bunch yeah. of times. Not now. Ferris Bueller is one of those ones I can't really watch now anymore. But uh, but Back to the Future, I can still kind of watch. I love McFly. That dude, I fucking love that. I love that. Hey, I recommend if you ever a chance to check out the DVD box set. I've seen it for 15 bucks used, but I, I rented it from the library. 
it has all three movies and then hours and hours, including the ride video, supplemental stuff. And it's really, really the outtakes of Marty McFly uh, pretending. It's really, really good. There's a scene where he goes, well, if I'm back, does that mean I'm going to be gay? He asked the doctor. <laughs> they cut that scene out, fortunately. Did you see Eric Stoltz footage? Very rarely. There's there is some in there. There's a uh-huh. documentary, and they show that footage in the documentary. It's buried in in the supplementals, but it's 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 him usually roaming around. They show all the uh, graphics of him at, at the post movie poster with Eric Stoltz. Mm-hmm. All right. I so what are we going to get at the country club now? What would you order at the country club? It's a buffet. But what we're getting is a lot of uh, jokes in which they're pretending to be rich people. They're all preppy. Oh, you guys swallow. (laughs) She goes at first I gag, but then it was real easy. (laughs) Okay, we got to rewind that. Oh, last or... Okay, now, once again, him and Kim will have a connection during all this scenes, you know, they're getting closer. Kim is just loosening up to him. A pretty decent casting because they did find people that look like lame country club people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like they did, they did really like, give him a lame think, jacket to wear. <laughs> I think it's the same actors, but wearing different sweaters around from, their necks. Right. Lots oh. of jokes we're missing here. Lots of jokes. Oh, that's it's so probably the wardrobe. That's probably what it is. I think it's the same guy wearing different sweaters in the background. Like, now, what, so I was, one. what I was trying to say before is Robert Downey Jr. will also hear Shake It Up Baby in uh, Back to School. That was good, though. That was great, though. Now we will have carny sperm coming out of Spader's mouth. This is a horrible song. You like this song, Anthony, or it's just stuck in your head? He's lip syncing this? Yeah. And well, really well. You know who sings this? It's Rick Ashley. Is that a joke? Rick Ashley's a panty waist. Can I get an amen? Amen. It's a shout out to Mojo Nick. Well, what a terrible song to just kind of unannounce and start playing. Well, you see, the guy who, we missed it. When they first came in, there was a guy who was like the uptight, I'm in charge around here, and he knows they don't belong. So to get a, avoid him, they quickly hopped on the piano. Gotcha. Look at Kim falling in love. Look at her falling in love. Anthony, sing it. It doesn't make any sense. We walk the night? What are they, the undead? No, they take Night Avenue. They walk on Night Avenue till they hit uh, Sunbreak Boulevard. That's, dude. This, I mean, this guy, he's really, he's really, he's chasing that tail, boy. 
<laughs> he is. He wants, he wants to get to like third base. He's got to at least get to third base after oh, this. Oh, he will game. score. I know he they're is. in high school. I don't want to be a pervert, but fuck, dude. But they're also in their 20s no, and driving muscle score. cars, though. Uh, I'm a teenager singing my shitty song. This is the worst open musical open mic I've been to. Two songs, both originals, but the song has to be less than six minutes, huh? I walk the night. We walk the night. He, she, it walks the night. They walk the night. Well, what's Robert Downey making out with the other chick? Yeah. Probably. She's, little her house. hands are all over his upturned collar. Was that the little house in the prairie chick he was making out with? <laughs> Maybe. She's the repo man chick. She worked, she were, oh, was she like uh, Otto? She was the one who was the girlfriend of Otto. And in the way in, she goes, what about our relationship? And he goes, fuck that. Remember? That's her. Yeah, that's her. Okay. You are not now part of this club. That's right. Now, Excuse me. So therefore, you think they're getting kicked out and they're leaving. But the truth is, they just go outside and they come on back in. You'll see. Oh, they're walking the night. Right. <laughs> walk the night. I know, like, dude, this guy. That's kind of close to my song. I, I mean, walk the got to come off, right? He just sang a song. They're in a country club. He already yeah, got right. his ass beat a couple times for this chick. That's right. This should be now, in a sand hole fucking. <laughs> when, she got in the, when she got in the brown car, she was like, fuck this. Stop the car. Let me out. All the way to this point in which they're having nice, like, boyfriend-girlfriend talk. There should be brown eyes involved at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we should be talking about brown eyes, not brown cars. <laughs> <laughs> not on the first date, Anthony. Not, I know, I know. Yeah, not at the country club. I know, club. I know, well, I know this country club. high school. I know this was. She's wearing his sweater. Oh, and he's looking up her dress. Oh no, he's gone. He's just hitting her he with that. He is dialogue. so cold. You just gotta keep hitting her with that snappy dialogue. No, wasn't planning on it. And I've never seen this movie before. Like, it is a video store staple. I've seen the box and I could recognize the logo, but this is a great opportunity because I never had a chance to see this. It's I don't know movie, why I'm man. celebrating that. I'm no, it, it's a, the thing is, you know, for what it is, you know, it's, it's a cheesy ass movie from a cheesy ass time in films. You know, like right. at this, in, in the 80s at this time, they were not putting out. You know, they were not putting out um, a lot of really, um, uh, you know, like um, uh, uh, <clears throat> production. Like, they weren't putting out a lot of very um, heady films. They really weren't. No, um, but they were pushing a soundtrack, which this film does, and they pushed the video release of it. So it, there was definitely, like, a market for this type of movie. And yeah. I feel like this yeah. director, even though he did Children of the Corn, this is style. This reminds me of films from the fifties and sixties. Like he probably watched yeah. West Side Story and tons of films growing up. Definitely, he had a chance to definitely. do an eighties version. Yes, so it, it has definitely because you can tell it's chore. There's a choreograph. Yeah, it's like a choreograph, a dance guy in this movie. So that's doing even all this, this stuff. is like those sixties films. Yeah. yeah, 
Now this made nine million dollars. I don't know what the budget is, but I doubt. I think it still made money. It probably made money. Probably doubled its money or something. Yeah, it made money. I think they spent six millions on saxophones at least. Matching suits. I'm trying to think because I would. my family was big at watching the Academy Awards and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, yeah. I watched movies a lot. I was an only child, so me and my mom watched the the, the Academy Awards and stuff. And um, while my dad fell asleep drunk, okay, Mike, you got it out of me, you bastard. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember, like from this era, what was the, what were like the Academy Award films? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah. What about um, like cocktail? There was always these kind of like the neon. The was like, that was the that was well, look at her dancing on the tables now. That was like so uh, bad. It must have went like a song or something. I forgot about that movie. But that I Tom know, Cruise so is in that, right? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you. I can tell you a funny story. We used to do something called Bad Movie Night in San Francisco. It ran for 10 years. And there would be three uh, people with a microphone up front heckling the movie. And my friend Sherilyn, who's been a guest on our show, uh, would would curate the film. So she picked Cocktail. And uh, this woman came from a nursing facility that, like, the van drove up. And she came out. Like, they got her out of the van, got her in the theater. And she sat down to watch Cocktail. Sorry. (laughs) And when everyone started heckling, she went and got up and left. And she left because she thought it was just a regular screening. She didn't realize people would be heckling cocktail. She thought like, "Oh, hey, cocktail is playing. Terrific! I'll get over and see cocktail." Yeah, <laughs> dude, that might be one of the worst movies ever. It's hard. How? Oh. Could, but considering everything, like considering the budget, considering yeah. you know, like they really tried. That wasn't just somebody like taking a shot. You know what I'm saying? That was well, a major. Who, that was a major motion picture. Yeah, I mean, we're watching right now a very cool stylized music video of, like, what a nightclub is. That movie, Cocktail, is, like, New York Magazine had an article about some hip thing happening in the bar, and they bought the story, and they made the movie, and they made it, like, Coyote Ugly is the same thing. Like, look how exciting this bar is, and how cool the bartenders are, like, rock stars. Terrible. Oh, look at this cutting, man. He's going 80s crazy. He's doing music videos in a movie. I paid to see a movie. If I wanted to watch music videos, I'd go home and watch music television. Thank you very much. This movie kills Cocktail, man. Don't ever say this movie and Cocktail in the same sense again, pal. (laughs) That song. It would make a good double feature. That song, It's Too Late with uh, with Jim, uh, with uh, Carol, Jim Carroll, that was the video. The the, the scenes from this movie was the video. Oh. For this group or for the Jim Carroll not band? Yeah. This is uh, Jack Mack and the Heart Attack. What a coincidence. That all rhymes. Wow. Who's the heart attack? Guy on the left. We'll see them in the end, too. Okay. Here we got at the coldest beer in town. This is where Frankie Frankie lives upstairs with her father. Uh. Her, Her mother died of cancer a year earlier, and that'll be a big plot point. And here's Nick, like, what's going on? It was practically a date you were on with this James Spader. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I know. What's up? Like, is this guy, like, is she his slave or something? Did he buy her? He, he came in like and it. 
I was going to say how much. <laughs> I think it's funny. Like, we just cut to the scene. He's already in the bedroom getting angry. He's like, he sh- she should be like, dude, this guy sang to me. He was like, yeah. we were by waterfalls and shit. What are you, what, you have some terrible denim thing on. Like, what, do- what was the last time you crashed a, a country club with me, huh? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So what? You have, like, decent six-pack. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Maybe you should show it off more. Oh, never you mind. You don't walk the <laughs> night, pal. You do not walk you the night. You do not walk the night. <laughs> you got to wear something, like, reflective when you walk the night. Otherwise, you know, the cars won't see your ass. Ooh, ooh, he goes for the fourth kiss. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. ooh. Usually, if you, if you go for one kiss and they turn away... It, that's pretty much it. No, what, right, no, really sweeps them up. No means yes, Anthony. Not no if, means yes. Not not if, if, by the fourth miss of a kiss, you're right. You get the not a tough turf, man. Uh-oh. Nostril kiss. Oof. We don't do it unless I say it's okay, and right now it's not okay! Yeah, Nick. That's what she's saying. And the thing was, when I saw this movie, I was a kid. I was obviously, I hadn't had sex yet. So all this kind of stuff, I was like, my eyes were wide open when I was. Yeah, you know, I remember those. You don't days. do it unless she says it's okay. You know, like like yeah. all that stuff when they were dancing, all that stuff. And uh, this was, this is like part of what made Anthony Quinn. <laughs> now this was written in only three weeks, and it was shot in only four weeks. You you don't like me? You don't like things I do? This these people did it to me. They're part of the reason. <laughs> They're, 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 they're part of the building block. This is a building block right here. All right, well, that scene's over with. Ooh, bare okay, ass. Now, that scene is over. And the scene in, the, in which James Spader, like, really falls in love with Kim is over. Now, James Spader will pay for that date. Ooh, this is All right. Look. Hey, did you notice James Spader has a spade tattoo? Yeah, he's a spade. I think that's intentional. You think they, they put that there? They probably has it. His name I think spade. he probably had it. He celebrated his 25th birthday, and then he had to shoot this high school right. movie. Hey, guys, I just turned 30. I got a cool tack. Okay, great. So everybody's gone. Crush week Every- is happening. He's 25. So tell me, what's your role? Oh, I played this high schooler. <laughs> I, I drive and I play piano and I sing. I'm kind of a hero in a way, and I'm not. I'm I'm persecuted by villains. Oh, he's gonna get he's This is me know, in he's, high school for uh, almost. What's the right word for this? Is it gay? <laughs> is this um gay? <laughs> If this was the Marine Corps, dude, or if this was the Navy, forget it. He'd probably be getting his ass packed with grease. You ever hear about that? Well, that's not what's going to happen, Anthony Quinn. They do that in the Navy, man. When you fuck up, they they like pack your ass. Going to get beat up. Stick to the movie, Anthony. We're not fucking people in the Navy right now. No, I didn't say fucking people. I said if you mess around, they'll pack your ass with grease. (laughs) I stand corrected. Uh oh! Oh! These fight scenes are really brief. Usually, he throws the first punch, though. 
It's like a blanket. It is though. It's like a blanket party in the Marines. That's what they do. They put like a, in pillowcases. They'll put like soap. What like a roll of quarters? I don't know. What did they use? Roll of quarters? Is that what they used? No, you they used keys and locks oh, from the lockers. Yeah, so they're doing oh yeah, locks. That's, that's, that's hurt. They used the soap in the in the pillow, so it doesn't make that bad of a mark. That probably hurts though. Yep. And he's going to have a black eye, too. Oh. Don't do it. They're just going to hit you again. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Didn't expect that. You sure you never saw this movie, Mike? I never seen this. No, I guess how I think you guessed. How can you figure out this plot? This these plot points. Man. I'm looking out for James Spader right now. He should have gotten up, dude. This guy and you, you're you're like you're in line with him, man. His fucking genius, dude. He doesn't know it, but I do because I'm seeing it. Before. Before. I have a different view, so I can say like, what James, you- from my perspective, those guys are gonna hit you. Look out behind you. What do you? Oh, mean? there's his dad. Now, the dad is right now studying real estate law in um, in Los Angeles. He is going to reestablish a business and get back on his feet. My face will yeah. be on a new on a billboard in no time. Realtor. James Spader's dad, realtor. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put a mall in receipt. I'm gonna broker the deal. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back in no time, man. Love you. Zita. I got the Perrier you wanted. I didn't. Nobody wanted it. Who wanted the Perrier? No one. Now we're going to get a kind of good scene, a touching scene between father and son, in which the father's got really good advice for him, and James takes it. But not touching the wound. What does he say? Well, first of all, he starts with that, like, my you like my brother better than me. And he goes, shut the fuck up with that bullshit. And th- you'll see. It's been difficult for you. It hasn't been easy for any of us. I'd like to think that if you're having problems, you come and talk to me about it. What the heck? Fucked up again. I hate to say it. James Spader reminds me of my teenager. <laughs> Here we go. All right, Here. Knock it off. I don't want you to be Brian. I want you to be you. Right, so you screwed up. So what? I expect you to make mistakes. That's what life's all about, for God's sake. How else are you going to learn who you are and what you believe in? Keep it up, because he does some really good wisdom here. I'm writing this down as a father. Honestly, I, I was having a shit day. My, my, my life's changed right now. He just... You know he hit right. it. That's all. I listen it. to this. Listen to this. I'm hanging up. <laughs> I'm taking his advice, and I'm. I'm, I'm listen. <laughs> I just quit comedy. Well, quit this podcast. He just yeah. said, "It is life is not a problem to be solved. It's a mystery to be lived." And James Spader takes it to heart, and he's going to go back in the game and fight this Nick. Now the mom will come in and try to start. Oh, now I'm hungry. Yeah, 
The mom will come yeah. in and try to start with her. Um... Dude, I see cartoon pizza and I get fucking hungry. <laughs> well, I dinner's ready. We're having. I do have to say because you strayed. Mike, Anthony's got this great new joke, and he's like, he's on stage, and he's like, I, I'm sorry, guys, I can't really think about my comedy right now. I'm sorry, I, I was driving here, and I saw this new pizza place I've never been at. It's really fun. Now, What's the joke? Kim has all 1980s magazines around, and she's right. like learning how to do up herself and everything from the, you know, society. She doesn't want I to be a I, I thought I recognized Fuck Up Your Hair magazine. <laughs> oh, the new issue of Fuck Up My Hair magazine. Too. She, do, she doesn't want to be Nick's whore anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's really well, like, she ooh, short and hair. She, oh, she's pretending she's back at the country club, and the director or writer is yeah. trying to tell us, like, that's where she wants to be with James, not with this Nick. Yeah. She doesn't Ooh, want to be, like, dance, she doesn't uh, be like dancing in warehouses. She wants to be in country clubs. <laughs> right. Now she's in her 20s too, right? She yeah, is. She's got now, absolutely. Would, this would be her last real film as like a movie star, but she would go on later in her life to be a big deal on The Real Housewives. Oh. She'd do oh, five well, I... seasons. Hmm. Wow, interesting. You know, people love that show and would probably recognize her for that. It's not from New Jersey, though. Let me just look it up here. It's probably Real Housewives of Virginia. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> it's probably uh, Beverly Hills. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with her sister, oh, Kyle Richards. Five seasons, and then she would come back on guest appearances. Paris Hilton is her niece. Oh, how crazy. Yeah. Oh, wait, wow. so that means... Her sister is Paris Hilton's mom. I care almost even less now. <laughs> Kathy Hilton is like her half-sister, the mother of Paris Hilton. Is that how you get like a, 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 a gig as a whore? Hey, Paris Hilton's in my family. You're hired. You're in. There's the bowl of Rama, of course, from the 50s and 80s. Liquor store park. Well, uh, Mike, in 2009, she played someone named Tina in Race to Witch Mountain. I guess that's the um, the rock guys one. Race to Witch Mountain. Okay. Right. You yeah. don't know which mountain you're racing to? <laughs> Witch Mountain. Uh, <laughs> what over there? Check this Ooh, out, Mike. Spooky Mike. one. Kim was in Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. Right. Can you believe it? They made a second sequel? Oh, hell no. Of what? Of what? Sharknado 3? Oh, hell no. Yeah, Perfect. Use right. it. What, what What movie? Sharknado number three. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, check it out. James Spader comes to her window and starts playing music. It's that typical 80s boyfriend's coming. And then she's like, turn that music off. And James Spader goes, okay. And he turns the music off. I don't like Peter Gabriel either. Click. <laughs> so he's up in her room and she's like, you got to get out of here. Nick is coming over. My father's going to come in. He's like, I'm not leaving unless you come to my house for dinner tomorrow night. Nice. Oh, wait a minute. Is that supposed to be Prince? I've already gotten at least a kiss. 
Is that Prince behind her or Michael uh, Bruce Springsteen born it's in the Bruce USA? Bruce Springsteen. No, it's not. Oh, okay. It, does her dad love Nick or something? Is that is little that, Steven? It, it, maybe it's yeah. Maybe it's not. It's not. Well, there's Prince, Johnny Rotten. There's Johnny Rotten. That's weird. Hey. I think I left my belt and my shirt in your room. Just kidding. I don't wear either. Oh, look at that. The dad's hooking up. Oh, That's shit. Nobody. What are we celebrating? Anthony Quinn knows. He's preggies? <laughs> That's nothing to celebrate. No, Nick asked for her hand in marriage, and dad said yes. Oh, dude. <laughs> my bedroom? Gross. Nikki, what are you doing, Nikki? Selfish pig. <laughs> you don't give me the first drink from the bottle? Now, here comes Robert Downey Jr. with a bicycle to give to James Spader. And he says it's a consolation prize. And she's like, consolation for what? He said, well, don't you know Nick is going to marry Kim? Oh, that's weak. Wait a minute. So what's up with... Downey Jr.'s character, is he, like, rich and in love with Spader? Why is he keep constantly <laughs> hooking him up? He's just a friend. And, you know, it's a movie. So. Yeah. all right. All right. <laughs> Getting married? She's still a sophomore in high school. Next year. <laughs> right? I know she's 27. Well, she she's a senior. And, and they're school, going to get married. This was married. before they had special needs schools, Mike. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but Anthony... You wouldn't have your daughter get married. They would stay there for 10 years. They didn't know what was wrong with them. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, that made sense. But still, like, a dad having, like, a your senior <laughs> daughter is getting married, he's like, yes, I was going to pay for college, but this is better. <laughs> you know, like. Well, she says that when they're at the country club. He's like, are, she's, he's like, are you going to college? And she goes, I'll probably just get married. Book too soon. She's so distant. Even her hair is like not talking to him. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Now, my fiance. Lots of times in a movie, the wind bugs you. Now this isn't Florida, but the wind really was playing havoc with her yeah. hair. There was a previous scene too where where the wind was blowing everything around. Ah, you noticed. I did, but for some reason, I'm giving California a pass. It's Florida's wind that drives me crazy. When I was in Florida, do you remember I sent you the video with the you wind? Me and the well, wind was whipping the, the tree. On camera, the sound of it, you don't like? Yeah. Yeah, it drives me crazy. Like in Florida, especially because it's such a strong wind and the trees are a different sort. So you can see them constantly going like this. And even when Carl was in Florida, he sent me a video and there was a tree like... <laughs> It's happening in this movie, but I'm giving it a, a hard pass because it's Southern California. Yeah. We know how to get to Mike now. Whoa, I know how to get to you, pal. Is that wow. weird? Like, play watching the video. Movies? <laughs> play the tree video. Sit them down. Strap them in. Play the tree video. <laughs> no. I have dedicated most of my life watching nothing but movies, right? You too, right? We've seen nothing but movies. That's the art form for me. But the moment of trees fucking whipping around, I'm like, fuck. That's what I learned from movies. I can't Mike's argument is it's distracting. It's distracting to the story and the <coughs> scene I'm trying to watch. And the director should know that and not yeah. be in the wind. So That's she right. came to dinner. 
she did come to dinner. Now, what's going to happen is the mom's going to be all snooty and mention, like, you should come, you and your mother should come to this Rose Garden thing. But her mother died, so she's going to get all upset, and she's going to 